Welcome to Karate Kid Minute, a podcast where we discuss the original 1984 classic, The Karate Kid 1, history repeating minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. That made no sense. What are you talking about? History repeats itself. And sure joining us. What? <laughs> I think Trying you got to. you got to figure out that you've got to figure all this out before you introduce me. I think. <laughs> yeah. What what history is repeating? I, I didn't understand it either. The 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 history the history the history from uh, you know all the history. Uh, it, it it's it's are are you talking about like you not are you not getting the reference or I get are the you reference? Not, okay, so you're not. Doesn't make sense. Uh, okay, we'll get to it. We'll get into it. Uh, Matt, we got a guest waiting, so we really should get past this. Hello. Oh, uh, <laughs> sorry, we kept you waiting. Uh, this is Murray. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> yes, hello, I'm back. Right. Uh, the muffins were good, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, another another success, another successful <laughs> full, full, another successful bake for Murray. Nice. You were wondering. That'll be later for me. All right, this is minute 110 of the Karate Kid. It begins with Miyagi coaching Daniel and ends with Bobby getting angry. Uh, We pick up where we left off on Monday. Daniel into his first fight of the tournament, but seems like his nerves are uh, overpowering his training. Uh, And and, and Miyagi is ushering Daniel back into the ring and uh, barking some reminders to Daniel. Points coming. Concentrate, focus power, remember balance, make good fight. Which, uh, you know, again, good, good advice. I, you know, this whole getting into the tournament really isn't to win at all. It is to prove that, you know, um, he can fight back if he needs to. So making good, a good fight is, is good, non specific advice. Right. Yeah, <laughs> this reminded me, uh, I, I'm an actor and I had a director once who liked to give the note act better. <laughs> it's like the problem with the scene is just do it better yeah. that's kind of what miyagi does here that's Make that's worse fight. than george lucas directing uh faster uh, more intense faster more intense yeah at least that's something yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i just uh some sort of like i saw he i saw he doesn't guard his shoulder or something like that or uh <laughs> yeah yeah you're leaving <laughs> such and such a thing open Allie Allie. says everything above the waist is okay. So just like hit him in the back of the head or something, you know, (laughs) something above the waist. Is that second base? (laughs) Second base above. There was a rhyme. I remember from when I was a teen. Oh wow! I've never, I've never known those, those bases. I don't, I don't know what they are. (laughs) (laughs) You better figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what base I'm at. Uh, Well, I, you know, I, Marin doesn't know this. Uh, Matt actually is in junior high right now, so oh. <laughs> he's got a lot to learn. <laughs> it's pretty cool having a kid co-host. <laughs> awesome, yeah. They have yeah. a voice disorder going on or something to sound like an adult. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. I'm, I'm almost 40 years old, but I've been in junior high this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we all? Am I right, guys? It's like that all Rodney right. Dangerfield movie, was it Back to School or something? But it's middle. It's not high school. It's middle school. Those movies, they always go back to high school. What if they went back to middle school? It'd be, <laughs> more, be, it'd be a lot more uncomfortable, I think, for everyone involved. Matt would be an amazing diver as well. I'm just good by the by the end of this podcast is going to be the the mythos of Matt. I'm gonna sell books on it. So um all right. So uh <laughs> Daniel's being pushed back in the ring. And I, I I like, you know, some of the crowd is applauding Daniel's return. You know, good sport. You know, 
Um, and Pat Johnson, however, gives us gives him a warning, and he says, uh, "If you run out of the ring once more, it'll cost you a point." So I, I'm wondering. Is, you said this comes in at Karate Kid Three, but is this a pat- patented Pat Johnson penalty point? Why did I write that? <laughs> <laughs> is that one of those? Is that a penalty point? He's saying. Uh, sounds like it. Yeah, I guess that would be a, a point lost. Right. I, I'm surprised. I guess like I'm. I was surprised that it takes three times for that to be a point. I would think if you run run out of the ring, that's that's already just a point. But he, yeah, I, guess I think he might a, be making it up on the spot. Like I don't think people run out of the ring that often. <laughs> He's like I've maybe. Yeah, it. I mean, I guess I've that's never not seen as much a of a thing. I gotta have to. I'm gonna this do something new. about it. Yeah, <laughs> this is new. I gotta do something about it. I guess uh, do it again. You lose a point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start this match again with uh, LaRusso, negative one, Schneider, zero. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then Daniel, I love Daniel's, like, reaction to this is he doesn't really look at Pat. He looks back at, well, Pat, but Miyagi, <laughs> Pat Marino, um, who, uh, and he's just kind of, like, has this look like, oh, my God, you didn't tell me they could take points away. <laughs> uh, and Miyagi kind of gives him one of those. Is a competition? Serious. What? Somebody wins? <laughs> yeah, right. All right. So uh, Pat Johnson gets the fight started, and Rufus tries a punch attack again, but Daniel this time sidesteps to the left, delivering a kick to his stomach. Oh. And he lets out a good yeah. And again, it's framed super close, so you can't really see form or anything. Yeah, you don't see the the contact happening that that clearly. Mm. All right. Uh, Rufus falls to the ground. Uh, we get a nice shot of him falling to the ground, clutching his tum-tum. Uh, Daniel hops back, uh, still holding his fighting position. Um, uh, and he gets a point. And, uh, I like how he's just kind of like looking down at Rufus, like, holy crap, I did that. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're all uh, clapping for me. Yeah. The, the audience does seem way more on Daniel's side than, than Rufus's. You think when this Rufus, isn't when Rufus gets a well? I guess Rufus didn't really get a point. He just t- chased him out of the ring, though. So <laughs> yeah. maybe the crowd is just glad that there's some action happening. I don't know. Do you think this is a bunch of people that got invited to come uh, watch uh, the Karate Kid getting filmed and the young heartthrob Ralph Macchio is fighting in front of them? Did you notice that there's a whole lot of ladies in the first couple of rows? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was one thing I noticed in this scene. I'm like, oh boy, there's a there's a lot of ladies sitting there. And they're no, all like going, Daniel, yay! Was Ra- so was Ralph Macchio, what was he known for before this? I have to know this. Uh, the Outsiders is one. He's a, uh, he was known as like a, a young heartthrob. Yeah, yeah he I was guess. on Team Beat and all that stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, like, he... He to me, he I was surprised. Like he's a he to me, he looks like a very handsome fourteen year old boy. <laughs> like he, oh, he yeah. looks, he's good looking, but he just he doesn't look like an adult, which is he's not supposed to be in this movie. But I was surprised to learn that he was in his twenties when he filmed this. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I noted one somebody from the crowd. It's like, all right, Daniel. <laughs> and, <laughs> they all know him. <laughs> It's great because, you know, he, he's actually like Lincoln. He's like smiling um, and they're all applauding for me. Wow. I, did, did you notice, however, uh, there is one guy about halfway up uh, who has his arms folded and is just not impressed at all? <laughs> <laughs> and Probably I just, when he does a crane kick. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's one of the kids from the beach uh, who, you know, Freddie and his and his Fairweather Freddie – 
and uh, his buddies that took Daniels to the beach and then abandoned him uh, all apparently show up. Uh, I the- never noticed that before. Yeah. That they're here. I'm like, what? Freddy's here. Yeah. And then, uh, well, I think we see Freddy in like the very last second of Friday's minute. Um, but here, I think this, I think the guy with his arms folded is Chucky, who was played by Frankie Avalon Jr. Um, and I think the blonde kid sitting next to him, that's Chris, who was played by Ken Daly. Um, but we'll have to keep our eyes open for, uh, you know, other people from the movie just hanging out <laughs> in the stands. <laughs> Uh, but I love that. You know, if that is Chucky, he's just like, yeah, whatever. That kid took that kid got pounded on the beach and it was hilarious. I'm not even I'm not even impressed by this. Uh, but then again, I'm not sure. Maybe it's not Chucky because um, a little. F- it, OK, a little further on here into this fight, right towards the end, uh, they show the crowd again. And that guy is completely missing. And the guy you mentioned on Monday, the guy with the who's taking a camera <laughs> or t- 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 taking a picture rather, yeah. uh, has replaced him. <laughs> <laughs> so consistency with the extras. Yeah. So like in analyzing these minutes, like if you really want to go crazy, like watch the crowd sizes in the background, watch the different people moving around. <laughs> it, it must be nearly like I, being a director. It must be nearly impossible to keep like 100 extras in check. Like right. people are like, can I go to the bathroom? Then someone else takes their spot, and it's just like a you know a crowd. You can't do too much, I don't think. Right. And also, you know, they it, you can also notice that the crowd sizes like they beef up for wide shots, but when when it comes to like close ups, yeah, you know, those stands are a little thinner than than they were before. Like the first few rows are filled right up, but you know the upper risers are not filled, so. Yeah, you don't um, have to sweat it, director. Nobody's gonna analyze this movie minute by minute. <laughs> uh, we never do that. Yeah, John Hamilton is rolling in his grave right now. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, the camera goes back to Miyagi and Ali, and I love this little shot where Miyagi um is smiling, and Ali is like, she's like, looks like even teary eyed that Daniel did so well that first that first uh, kick. It's there. amazing. Yeah, he's the best. <laughs> You did a thing. And uh, uh, Elizabeth Shue drops drops in some ADR when we're not focused on Allie yeah. by saying, that's one. Come on. You need one more. <laughs> so it's like she's teaching us uh, teaching the audience, you know, what the stakes are here. Um, so uh, Daniel goes back to his line uh, and, and he looks excited to fight now. Um, and. Uh, and then Pat's like, that's one point round kick. And it's like, yeah, we got it. We got it. Pat Allie told us already. Uh, <laughs> so Rufus comes at Daniel with a weird, uh, backwards kick or something. And Daniel gives him the classic James T Kirk judo chop to the shoulder. Again, this, this yeah. shot is even closer. You can barely tell what's going on. It looks like Rufus just throws his shoulder into Daniel's <laughs> hand. I don't know. Yeah. Daniel, you kind of look like he just kind of taps him lightly on the back. <laughs> well, you know, if, if you watch Star Trek, that, that small move will render a man unconscious. <laughs> so, you, you, in Star Trek, you have to use both hands, though. You have to make, make uh, a fist with both you hands. You gotta do the old axe handle smash. Yeah, axe handle, exactly. <laughs> I, I just watched all six of the original Star Trek movies. I'm very familiar now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Rufus is down, and Daniel's declared the winner. 
And uh, all right, so um, I'm just going to drop this on my co-host here. I'm going to introduce to our podcast a new segment, and this is called Matt's Judgment. <laughs> so, Matt, you are the martial arts coordinator for this podcast. You are our very own Pat Johnson. Uh-huh. And uh, since you've been teasing these expertise all along, you can now use them to judge every single one of these fights. So yeah. to make it easier, I'm going to give you – like you can obviously – all the commentary you want, but I'm going to give you a rating system, right? So the rating system is going to be which Karate Kid movie rating do you give it? Do you, Karate Kid being the best and the reboot being the worst. And of course, you know, two, three, next, falling in between. So okay. first we have Daniel versus Rufus. What do you think? <laughs> uh, so what's the bottom of the scale? The remake? The, yeah, the reboot. <laughs> yeah, the Karate Kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's called the Karate Kid. <laughs> I think I don't remember any fights worse than this, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one uh, the worst. <laughs> the, <laughs> right. the worst around. The worst around. Well, that's sad because this leads right into Allie declaring that Daniel is the best. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, suddenly we hear some guitar come in, followed by some drums, while Allie screams that. And so, of course, I have to stop everything here and tell you guys all about the song You're the Best. Yes. Uh, by Joe Esposito. I will warn our listeners, as well as Matt, that we're going to be listening to this song until the end of next week. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> uh, music by Bill Conti. Uh, lyrics by Allie Willis. And I tell you about Allie. Um, Alley with two E's, by the way, <laughs> uh, instead of Alley with an I. Uh, all right. So Alley wrote tons of songs from the 70s and into the 2000s. Her most famous two being September with Earth, Wind and Fire, like one of my one of the best songs ever. And yeah. I'll Be There For You by the Rembrandts, which <laughs> I guess it's an earworm uh, friends theme. Um she was actually in the news in 2015 when, uh, you know, we hate I hate to comment on you know, recent things, but, uh, uh, Trump actually used one of used you're the best at her, at, at one of his rallies. Um, and she was pretty pissed about it, but then she says she, she told the t- daily news quote, do I think it fits Trump perfectly without a question? It's all about bravado and fighting. And Trump is a giant who comes and stomps on the village. I can see why he picked it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Allie, uh, ended up dying at age 72 on Christmas Eve, 2019. Yeah. Uh, the song is sung by, and, and I, I'm assuming co-written at least with the music, uh, uh, by, uh, singer songwriter, Joe Esposito. Joe has worked with artists like Donna Summer, Aretha Franklin, uh, besides his own albums, his songs have been on soundtracks for Flashdance, Staying Alive, Coming to America and more. And this is, of course, when we get into our fun fact. Um, the song, You're the Best, was written in 1981 for Rocky III. Um, Sylvester Stallone wanted a rousing soundtrack for the movie and a theme with like a youthful flair, it says. Uh, and uh, unfortunately for Bill Conti, Joe Esposito, and Ali Willis, Stallone then heard Eye of the Tiger. And the rest no. of the <laughs> 
Uh, but funny enough, you know, uh, Survivor, who sings Eye of the Tiger, ends up contributing the moment of truth uh, to the end credits of The Karate Kid. So it's it's all a circle. Um, so uh, speaking of history, <laughs> what we are teasing in our opening conversation, um, this is why the lyric history repeats itself is in there. Uh, Joe Esposito said in an interview that the lyric is really about Rocky losing the clubber and then coming back to fight him again and win. And I also noted that one of the lyrics is um, till you reach the final bell, which is another boxing thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, related. I have a quote from uh, karate kid screenwriter, Robert Mark Kamen, who says Sylvester Stallone and I joke all the time. He says, you effing ripped my script off or you effing ripped off my movie. I've got an Italian kid, an old man. Yeah, you know what? You're absolutely right. You had one good idea, and I ripped it off. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess I guess he's joking. He's teasing. So this is why uh, Johnny uh, – sorry, I'm going to give another Cobra Kai Easter egg here. Uh, Johnny talking about first meeting Allie while seeing Rocky Three is uh, such a great uh, Easter egg. Mm. Um, but as we've discussed – uh, there are a bunch of songs on this soundtrack that seem to be written for other occasions. <laughs> Nostalgia, looking back, uh, some of the songs, uh, The Ride, Feel of the Night, Young Hearts, Cruel Summer. Lyrically, if you look at them, they don't fit. But I think the feeling that they give works perfectly um, and really makes Karate Kid such a memorable soundtrack. Um, especially when you're looking like 30 plus years later <laughs> and all you're feeling is nostalgia for this movie. It, it, it's like, I don't know. It, it's the soundtrack works again. Um, I also noted that several lyrics work very well for Daniel uh, besides you're the best, which spoilers he will be. Uh, there's a few here. Um, Never doubt that you're the one and you can have your dreams, which is great. Uh, fight till you drop. Never stop. Can't give up till you reach the top. Um, the going is going to get rough and you got to hang tough to make it. I don't know. I, I just figure some of those lyrics really do work for Karate Kid. Um, so uh, after it was replaced by Eye of the Tiger and Rocky Three, uh, You're the Best actually didn't go directly to Karate Kid. It was in contention for uh, another 80s soundtrack, Flashdance. How familiar are you guys with Flashdance? I've not seen Flashdance. <laughs> Me neither. Oh, okay. I'm guessing history repeats itself wouldn't make sense there either. <laughs> no, no. <clears throat> um, she is training to be a good dancer, I think. I don't I don't remember specifics of the plot. Um, but there is a very famous scene where she is training or working out dancing by herself. And uh, the song is Maniac by Michael yeah. Stello. It's like I haven't seen that, but I know that song is in there. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, apparently that song replaced You're the Best. You're the Best was going to be in that scene. Um, so, uh, yeah, when John Avildsen, director of the first Rocky movie, by the way, uh, needed a big rousing song to get you pumped up uh, as we moved Daniel through the tournament, Bill Conti was like, hey, I got the perfect song uh, to give you. Um, Can you pick a song where I don't have to write a new one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he did write a write several songs in the soundtrack. So, Bill Conti. Um, he also, uh, Appleton, when they said, 
when he said, I like to hear the best, uh, they ended up, somebody ended up like maybe from the studio or something like re-recorded the song with a different singer and tried to give it to Avildsen. He's like, no, I like Joe Esposito. That voice is much better. Um, Oh, uh, also Joe got to uh, co-write another song for Rocky, uh, Rocky IV's uh, Hearts on Fire. It's a, it's a big, big epic song in that movie. Um, but they didn't want to have him sing it. They wanted Joe, uh, John Cafferty to sing that song. So that's, that's what you hear that. Uh, finally, uh, I have my last bit of trivia for you. The best is it was used in Futurama, South Park. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, the king, <laughs> yes. yeah, the King of Kong, a fistful of quarters, Brooklyn Nine Nine, the Goldbergs, and the Simpsons. So, it's, it's a very famous song. Surprised that's all. It was you know, less didn't keep going. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I mean he's got a he's got a few other credits on IMDb. He's, Joe Esposito wrote a few other songs, and they've been used in other places. But yeah, I I, I really don't know him. I I just know you're the best. <laughs> it's also Robin's uh, ringtone. <laughs> it should be. It really should be. It's a great. That's a great ringtone. Can't argue with that. You, uh, and it gives you. It gives you encouragement every time you get a call. Or text. Yeah. You got this. Although, although I just, yeah, I really do need to be pumped up. Somebody call because I hate talking on the phone. <laughs> oh God, who's calling me now? Um, but if somebody was just like, oh, dude, you got it. History repeats itself. You History repeats try. itself. You're getting a call again. Yeah, try and you'll succeed. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, back to the movie. We now focus on, uh, the Cobra Kai logo and go to a wide shot and it's Bobby versus a random guy, uh, who comes at Bobby with a high kick and Bobby sweeps the leg. Um, yeah, Bobby, again, future spoilers. Bobby is really good at sweeping, uh, things. He does it in Cobra Kai too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Season three. <laughs> Mern's going to be like, no, no point. We're just giving away everything. <laughs> oh, I won't remember. But I, I'm, wa- but does, I'm watching. Does Johnny, watching come ba- Johnny comes back in, in the later ones? <laughs> Johnny is one of the stars of Cobra Kai, the show. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, in Cobra Kai, I guess. But yeah. is he in the, the sequel Karate Kid movies? Uh, he's in the beginning of part two. Oh, okay. Which was, you know, uh, trivia spoilers. It was the... <laughs> It was originally the end of Karate Kid, but they lopped it off and put it at the beginning of part two. So, ah, uh, yeah. Um, but I'm I just watching him sweep this guy's leg and like this guy goes down hard. He commits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So and then the, the say I'm not ready for your judgment yet. Not till Friday because we got I wait till the end of the fight. Um, but I like that. He, he's really committing to the. Whoever, whatever stunt guy is, is, or maybe it's, uh, you know, somebody who knows karate. Yeah. He like legit, like just throws his legs up in the air and lands hard on his back. Like that's, oh, ooh, wow. <laughs> so what I do want to focus on though, is that the camera now goes to Daniel who's standing there chewing his nails while Maggie and Allie look on watching Bobby's fight seriously. And then suddenly in the background, what's this? It's Lucille. Where'd Lucille come from? Getting thrown out. Watch out for Lucille. (laughs) Yeah, I love how a referee in keeping with tournament rules is just like, no, you're not supposed to be here. Get out. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel doesn't care. (laughs) He just kind of gives her like a hasty wave and then turns back to the fight. Um, 
this sucks. This sucks so bad for for this actress because in the original original script, uh, she had more to do and she had scenes cut. Um, so I want to give you guys the rundown of what originally was supposed to happen here. Ooh. Um, we, we kind of revealed a little bit of uh, of the lead up to this. Uh, Daniel, the night before, after his whole. Uh, drive with Allie and his birthday with Mr. Miyagi um, comes home. It's late. He wakes his mom up and is just like, Ma, sign this uh, this form for school. It's just for school. Sure. <laughs> and Lucille like focuses on it and realizes, nope, it's it's a re- registration form. You're doing karate. What's going on? She has no idea. <laughs> so she she balls up the form and just chucks it because she's so mad that Daniel's been living this secret life. Um, so. <laughs> To continue on with that, um, Lucille uh, gets up the next morning and sees that Daniel's gone and then looks around for that paper and realizes, oh, the paper's missing. I know where Daniel is. So um, after so during the tournament, after Daniel defeats Rufus during this montage, we go to Lucille, who's just shown up and is going like ring to ring looking for her son. (laughs) She spots Miyagi and Allie and is shocked when she sees that Daniel is fighting some kid. Uh, So this is from the earlier version of the script here. It says, um, Daniel's opponent throws a strong front kick at Daniel's face. Lucille's heart goes to her mouth. Angle on Daniel sidestepping the kick gracefully and scoring a point with a classic reverse front punch. Lucille is startled. Her displeasure is lost in her growing excitement. She nudges her way to the front of the crowds. Lucille's POV on the far wall. A chart tracks the eliminations down to the finals. She sees Daniel's name as the victor in several matches. A small seed of pride blossoms in her as she turns back to the match. Daniel ends up winning the match and the crowd applause. Daniel hears a familiar voice cheering louder than the rest. He turns to see Lucille applauding proudly. He smiles grandly. I just think that's so much better than be like, oh, hey, ma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, Just like, oh my God, she's here for me. Daddy. This is awesome. Yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah. I mean, even cutting the stupid registration form and the, you know, him lying about that, whatever, just having her show up and be like confused of what's going on. You don't really need to explain how she figured it out. Maybe she heard it somewhere, but just this nice, he hears her voice cheering and turns and has this big smile. And it's like that whole like mother son connection from the beginning of this film is just completely lost. <laughs> Yeah, I think he takes over. They, yeah, they they wanted to make it much more about Daniel and Johnny and uh, having to prove, you know, stand up for himself. And then she's just kind of there being worried. Yeah. Uh, but then that's, you know, it, it, it would have been it could have made it more about like, I guess it would have been nice. It, I, I guess I was thinking it would make it more of like a he needs his mom to be proud of him movie. Uh, but it, it doesn't have to be. It could have just been a nice moment with them. Right. Um Actually, I have the junior novelization or just reminded me um, the last uh, chapter, the last paragraph of this chapter um, uh, comments on that goes. Uh, Daniel smiled grandly, basking in the glory of the admiration of the three people he really cared about, his mother, Allie and Mr. Miyagi. I just think that's perfect. It like brings it all together. Uh, What's that? You might say they're family. <laughs> oh, you know all about family. <laughs> you know all about family. I don't got friends. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, bring that, we can bring that into anything, man. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, we see Bobby really angry. Uh, the referee has to split him and his opponent up, and Bobby tells him that he's history. You're dead. So if he's history, <laughs> will he have to fight him again? Repeat himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Johnny lets out a take him, Bobby. And, uh, and then the fight starts again, but the minute ends. Uh, so did I miss anything? <laughs> I don't think so. No, you, right. you uh, cataloged it much better than I did. I was like, oh, the montage starts. Okay, cool. Yeah. I admit some shame as a movies by minutes person. I, I guess I'm a little rusty because my current podcast isn't minute by minute, but I, no. I didn't even notice that Lucille was there. <laughs> Distracted by music. That's fine. We're, we're, I, I'm tearing it apart. And, um, I, and basically, I just need to tell this stuff to people. <laughs> Teach someone to listen. <laughs> just somebody to listen to me. Uh, all right, so let's get into our Wednesday question. Our Wednesday question is to you, Marin: Is do you consider Daniel Larusso to be the antagonist of this movie? I'm not sure if you understand why I'm asking you this. I I uh, think I do. I mean, I, I have like it, okay. So in Cobra Kai, it's like kind of they're reversed, right? Yeah, but it kind of starts up that way. It has a point of view of that. Yeah. Nuanced. Anyway, I, I, but like even just watching this movie, I get it. Like, uh, I feel like you you could have made this movie from the opposite point of view and wouldn't have had to change too many details. Right. In a way, you just like just a few things and then make it from Johnny's point of view, and he's he's the he's the hero, and the <laughs> upstart Jersey kid is just like messing up his life. But <laughs> the way it's told, I I would say. No, I wouldn't say he's the antagonist, but I, I mean, he's not a good kid. Like he's not, <laughs> I, I, I do, I wouldn't be surprised if I found out that he was the Johnny of his school in, in Newark, <laughs> you know, like he's not, he, he, Johnny definitely sort of starts the aggression, but he doesn't turn the other cheek by any means. He definitely uh, escalates the situation. Daniel's not an innocent in this in this uh, sort of battle of wills. So I would say he I, I wouldn't say he's the antagonist, but I get that question. And he's yeah, he's not a he's not a great kid. Sometimes he uh, he's he, uh, he's a hothead. Bad decisions. And uh, yeah, it's that it's that Jersey attitude. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was one of the things that was like my big takeaway from watching it is like he's, he he could be John McClane's son. Like he's, ah. he's so Jersey. I guess he's Italian, but yeah, so Jersey. He has that that New Jersey attitude. I mean, you know all about all about that, Robin. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Being in Vermont, that. Being, yeah, being in Vermont, I very much. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Jersey though. I understand. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, guys. Friday is coming, so I want you guys to focus your power, remember your balance, and uh, make good podcasts on Friday. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Marin. <laughs> You're welcome. Do you want to come back on Friday for another karate kid minute? Uh, you, you, you're the best. Yes, I don't have. One. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will come back. All right. Uh, okay. So on Wednesdays we, what's that? Nothing. It's just go ahead. Have <laughs> <laughs> anything to say? <laughs> Please send feedback to KarateKidMeta at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. Join the Miyagi-Do Karate Dojo Facebook. Just search for Karate Kid Minute in those places. And please rate, review, and subscribe wherever fine podcasts are served. And until next time. We didn't bring our bathing suits. <laughs>